You are now listening to Pursuit Cast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, it's me, Sam, from Pursuit, and here we are again with another episode of our podcast, Pursuit Cast. Um, this evening, um, I'm super honored to be sitting with a hero of mine, someone who has impacted my life, changed my life, has poured into me. Um, I feel like everything I'm doing now was was because of uh, just how, how well he loved me during a dark season of my life. Um, it's my honor to welcome my brother, uh, Ali. Hey, Ali, how are you? Man, I'm doing well, bro. It's good to be here. It's an honor and a privilege to be sitting with you right now. You too have also impacted my life <laughs> in so many ways, and um, the Lord has used you in a tremendous way in my life personally and my leadership life, just timely prophetic words that you've given us and strengthened us in, in rough seasons. And, and so we, we thank you yeah, for that. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, t- tell us a little bit about yourself for those of us um, who are listening in, who might not know of you, uh, if you could just share who you are and, and what you do, that'd be great. Yes, well, um, as Sam said, my name is Ali Farrell, and I am the director, um, co-founder of Resting Place House of Prayer and Revival Center, which is located in Woodland Park, um, New Jersey. And um, I was a part of the ministry from the beginning, which was... We're going on 12 years of our ministry. Wow. Yeah. And so I was a part of it from the early days and I'm still running with it. Uh-huh. And, um, and so that's pretty much who I am. And Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, tell us about the ministry, uh, Resting Place. Congrats on your 12 years. and Thank you. Thank you. And just tell us about, you know, what Resting Place is and what it's about and, and just your story of, of how you guys got started. Yeah, well, um, Rest in Place is a, a regional worship and um, prayer center where churches from all over the region, New York, New Jersey, we even have some come up from Connecticut and, um, and Pennsylvania, um, predominantly young adults, open to all ages, but, you know, most of the crowd is young adults, um, where we gather together um we're meeting at this time three nights a week, um, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And um, we just, you know, we go after the presence of God. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's a time of, of worship and intercession for revival, for for the region, for the things that's on the Lord's heart. It's also a place where people come and receive impartation and refreshing, mm-hmm. you know, and renewal and revival for for their spirits you know for believers to come and just be strengthened in the lord and so it's it's a it's a house of prayer but then it's also a a, a station where people get filled up you yeah. know like a, a gas station and and so really we say to people that rest in place is a little bit of everything whether uh-huh. you know some people say it's a, a place of healing for them some people say you know they find rest there yeah. you know in the presence of the lord and um, we've also been in a place where we've been establishing community, and so people are even finding community within rest in place, and and so um, it's so many things to so many people. But 
um, it's a place where the presence of God is, and you can encounter the presence of God first and foremost above any and everything. Yeah, definitely. So that's the general thing of what rest in place is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from my own personal experience, um, I'm sure you remember the first time I came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's resting place to me has been an oasis, Amen. you know, just just encountering God every single time. Yeah. Um, and he just meets you right where you're at every time I come. So, mm. so thankful for that. Yeah, so tell us how you guys got started 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, as I was, I was thinking through our story, um, just getting so excited and stirred. Actually, we're act, we're about to have our um, 12 year anniversary conference mm-hmm. um, in seven days, actually. Yeah. And so in one week, we're gonna do our annual conference that we do every year for um, about five or six days. Um, but I always get so excited when I start reliving the stories and the moments and, and how we got started and where the Lord has brought us mm-hmm. from. But um, we, um, back in 1996, there was a move of God mm-hmm. that um, broke out in this region at a church um, up in North Jersey that I was a part of. And a lot of um, my leadership team, they were a part of this local church. And... Um, it was a move of God that started in this local church out of a youth conference. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a two-day youth conference. And um, at the end of the, the last night of the youth conference, the Spirit of God fell in the midst of worship. And weeping broke out. Repentance broke out amongst these young people. And um, the Holy Spirit just sovereignly started to move in this meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It went on till about three in the morning. Wow! And uh, the, the parents came to pick the children up, and as the parents came into the church to get their kids, the kids started laying hands on their parents. The spirit of God started falling on the moms and dads, and I mean, this was like this was a mm-hmm. revival. Like this church had never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And so, um, the the Lord started to move in such a powerful way, and then. The, the youth pastor got a hold of the pastor and said, God, you know, God is moving and God is doing something sovereign in, in, in our church. And something happened last night and we really need to continue to have another meeting, which was the, the following day, which ended up to be a Sunday. And so the pastor said, let's call all the home groups and all the leaders and everybody in the church and tell them to gather because the Lord's moving and we went all in on this. And so... The pastor did that, and the church came out, and, you know, worship started, and again, the Spirit of God fell, just how the Lord started to move the night before, and this went on for for several months, and Mm -hmm. the church started having nightly meetings, Yeah, and um, I wasn't a part of the church at the time when this happened. This was March of 1996. Um, I didn't start going to the church until September of 96. Because I heard about what was happening mm-hmm. at this local church from a leader from the church that I was attending. Yeah. And he, he came up to me, he said, the Lord's moving at this church in Wyckoff, New Jersey. And, you know, the young kids are getting set on fire. They're prophesying of one another. They're laying hands on each other. They're, they're getting people saved in their schools. And, like, things were happening. And so word started spreading around the local churches in New Jersey. And um, I ended up going to visit, and um, I started to go to 
they these, this church started having Friday night services, mm-hmm. revival services. And I started going to the Friday night revival services and just getting touched by the Lord. I was going with some youth from my youth group and um and you know, it was evident that the Lord was up to something. Yeah. And and so many churches all throughout New Jersey was flooding and coming to this place and getting, you know, set on fire and going back to their churches and things were happening. And and so um, throughout, this went on for about three years. Wow. And um, this went on for about three years. And then after the third year, it was somewhat of a, a split mm-hmm. that took place. Yeah. And um, so things transitioned. Things weren't the same, and um, the, they weren't having the meetings as much as they were. And, you know, things just started to be a little different. And um, But during this time, I was a part of a, a group, a home group from the local church that I was attending that um, would meet once once or twice a month for just a time of prayer and worship and, and just contending for revival. And, and during, during one of the things I wanted to say was during the revival, um, during this three-year revival that was taking place in this local church, there was prophets and leaders throughout the body of Christ that was gathering mm. um, at these meetings. And they would prophesy over New Jersey and, and um, New York City and a lot of the words that were prophesied over New Jersey was 24-7 worship and prayer, nine-day prayer, yeah. 24-7. I mean, there was leaders, they would come and they would speak. The Lord was going to raise up, you know, a, a house of prayer in this region for for revival, to see revival in New York City and that there would be something that would happen in northern New Jersey and there would be a fire and it would go into New York City and to the ends of the earth come on. and different leaders would prophesy about mm. this revival. Amen. And so, like I said, this went on for about three years and then, you know, um, a little split or whatever. And um, then there was a, a group of us that was meeting in a home, home group, like I said before, and we we felt to contend for the words that were mm. spoken. We felt that the Lord had spoken so many words and he was looking for people who would pick up those words and run with it. Mm. And we felt like we were called to be that group. He was looking throughout the earth. He was looking throughout this region for those who would remain faithful to the words that he spoke. Mm. And we said, over here, Lord, here we are. And so this group of us would contend and pray and and cry out for for these promises that were spoken throughout those three years at that revival, saying, no, we're not letting go in spite of what went on, what went down, and disagreements that come at times with, you know, just life and ministries and stuff, but that we were going to walk in unity, and we were going to mm. hold on to those words that the Lord had spoken. Yeah. And so, um, so this was around 99, and and... And then in 2000, I I went to a One Thing conference, which is a a, a young adult conference that the International House of Prayer in Kansas City mm-hmm. holds every year. It was actually 
think it was their first one thing conference, but I went to the one thing conference and got powerfully touched by the Lord. And I, I felt from the Lord when I was there that I was the move to Kansas City for a season because Kansas City, they were, they're pretty much considered to the house of prayer world, like the Mecca. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were the first, they were one of the first groups that really started with 24-7 prayer. I mean, 24-7 prayer really began yeah. back in the scripture with David, mm-hmm. you know, and and so on. And, you know, the Moravians, they could take, you know, yeah. there's so many groups. But within our generation and our day yeah. and time, IHOP is really considered mm-hmm. the, the, the mecca of the House of Prayer movement, if you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt this leading to go to IHOP for a season. Um, just to learn about, you know, the House of Prayer movement and to just grow more mm-hmm. in that. And and so um, I was released from the home group, prayed over, blessed, and released financially to go for a season to um, Kansas City to to study and, and to learn and to grow deeper in the things of God. And, and so I went for three years and... Um, just had an amazing time. I grew so much. I was involved in different ministries and, you know, I was an intern leader out there and I was on staff with the Night Watch and I just did several things. But um, New Jersey was always still in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so even though I was in Kansas City, I knew that one day I was going to come back home. Like I knew that it wasn't really long term because the Lord had called me to this region. And And I always had that on my heart, even when I was out there. And so um, while I was out there my last year, which was 2003, the group that I used to meet with to pray back in New Jersey, they did a night watch. They started um, a night watch from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning where they had invited different people to come and, you know, they did live worship and they, they in someone's home, moved all the furniture out of this family's living room and dining room and they set it up with you know drum set and all these instruments and they did a night watch and um filled the whole house people came from all over you know the word got out it's going to be a time of worship and prayer and so um they called me they said we're doing it and i remember I wasn't at the very first meeting that they had at the house. I was still in Kansas City, but I remember speaking with Erin, who um, is a co-founder with me. She's the associate director of Rest in Place. But I remember being on the phone with her, and she's, like, writing down tips on what she should do and, mm-hmm. you know, how to lead the prayer meeting. I'm telling her, and I'm so excited. I'm in Kansas City. So I missed the very first opening meeting of Rest in Place. And, um, but I was just so thrilled because I knew that the Lord – was doing something and Aaron was like, Ollie, the house is packed. People that we don't know, they're here to pray, to worship, to go after the Lord. And so um, that was in 2003 and um, that went on for um, two months. And then I came home to visit. And when I came home, I felt the Lord speak to me and say, it's time to transition. It's time to move back to New Jersey. Mm. I'm going to do something and I, I want you to be a part of it. And it was hard because I thought I was going to be in Kansas City a little longer. Mm-hmm. Although I knew I was coming back home, I didn't know I was coming back as soon as I did. And so the Lord had confirmed it through several prophetic words that I was like, move back home. And and so I went back to Kansas City, spoke with the leaders there. They all blessed and released me to, 
to move back. And so I moved back and um, I got a full-time job, you know, when I moved back because when I was in Kansas City, I was in full-time ministry. But when I came home to Jersey, I had to, you know, labor and, yeah. you know, I had to work. And, and so I, I came back, got a full-time job and started to help um, build pretty much the house of prayer. We was, At the time, we was, only, we was meeting once a month. Mm-hmm. So we was meeting the first Friday of every month. So um, we did that in this home from 2003 to 2007. Mm-hmm. And 2007, we was having a prayer meeting at this home and um, <laughs> packed out. The house was packed. It was a Friday night youth from all over. It was so packed that kids were standing outside on the front porch looking through the window. Mm-hmm. Worshiping, we had the windows open. They were worshiping, <laughs> looking inside. I yeah. mean, because it was that packed. Well, that night the cops came, and the cops pretty much shut us down because mm-hmm. we were meeting in a residential area. And from 2003 to 2007, no neighbor had ever complained mm. until this one night. So um, the door closed for us to be there at this home. That year, that same year, about two months after we got shut down at this house, we took two busloads of young adults to a gathering called The Call Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was called 7707. It's a guy named Lou Engle who he holds these um, gatherings of, of worship, prayer, and fasting around the nations with thousands of young adults and they cry out for pretty much America for revival. And so we took two busloads of young adults to this gathering. And now if you're tracking with me, at this time, Rest in Place was only meeting once a month. Mm-hmm. So we take these two busloads of young adults to Nashville. And God moved powerfully there. We were there for four days on our way back. The bus that I was in, we started to give testimonies of, you know, what did the Lord do at the, the call? Mm-hmm. You know, what was impactful in your life? And so different kids started testifying and saying, well, I was dealing with this and I was dealing with pornography and the Lord delivered me. Or I was dealing with this and the Lord set me free. One girl was, you know, I was suicidal and I was cutting and I felt like the spirit of death was broken off me. And they started to wow. share these testimonies about how the power of God broke in upon them. And when you share testimonies like that, the scripture says that we overcome by yeah. the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. Amen. And these people were overcoming. And then there was people who was being set free through these testimonies. Wow. Well, the spirit of God came in a sovereign way, mm-hmm. almost like we had experienced back in 1996. Now, if you're tracking with me, this is 2007. So these are years later, mm-hmm. a whole nother generation later. You yeah. know what I mean? A whole nother group of young people mm-hmm. that had, some of them wasn't even around in 96 or they were young. They were younger in 96 and now they're a little older. And the spirit of God fell on this bus. And people started weeping and people started um, repenting and the joy of God broke out. Some people started getting restored with joy. I remember this one girl who, you know, 
she always seemed like she had a heaviness and sadness on her and the joy. I remember the joy of the Lord came on her and she just started to begin to laugh wow. because God started to fill her heart with mm. gladness again. And he, you know, the scripture says, um, Isaiah 61, that the Lord give you the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead yeah. of heaviness. And so that's pretty much what the Lord was releasing upon people, that oil of joy. And he was breaking off that that mourning, that heaviness. And um, so anyway, this went on for 14 hours pretty much <laughs> from Nashville all the way till New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And um, one little side note, um, we stopped at a rest stop to, you know, get out, go yeah. to the bathroom and, you know, get a little something to eat. Well, in the midst of all of this, we get out. I remember being one of the last ones out the bus. I remember just being so overcome by the presence of the Lord to the point almost where I, I couldn't really even walk because just his presence was just so yeah. so near to me. And, and so I remember going into the rest stop, and as I was coming out, um, this guy comes running in who was a part of our group, and he, 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 says, he says to another guy, he says, I need you quick. Your wife, your wife is outside on the floor. <laughs> and um, we're like, what do you mean? And we go out there and there was bodies everywhere <laughs> and people just was just overcome by the presence of the Lord that they just, some of them couldn't stand. Yeah. And they were praying for people outside and at the rest stop. And I mean, it was like revival had gone outside, mm -hmm. you know, it was no longer in the church. It was no longer in the door. I mean, spirit of God was moving and they were laying hands on people and witnessing to people. And it was just a real powerful time. Awesome. And so, anyway, we, we came back to New Jersey, and I remember at the time, I called my senior pastor, and I said, you know, the, Lord, the Lord's up to something. We had a move of God on a bus, and, you know, we don't want to wait till next month to have resting place again. Yeah. But is there any way that we can meet tomorrow evening, mm -hmm. which would, would have been a Monday? Mm-hmm. And, um... And so my pastor said, you know, sure. And so just by word of mouth, we got the word out that we're gathering tonight yeah. at 7 p.m. And we're, we're going to keep on going after God because he's, he's, he's moving and we want to we wanna move with him. And so the place was packed. We didn't know who would show up, how many would show up, but it had to be over 80 to 100 people. Wow. They showed up in this small room up in our local church, packed it out, and we started worshiping to CDs. Mm -hmm. And then we were praying over the CDs and worshiping. And, uh, and then we started praying for one another and praying for revival. And this went on for about six, seven hours. Wow. And then we did it the following Monday and then the following Monday. And this is in 2007. And it continued on and continued on. And um, people was coming from all over to the point where we outgrew this room in our church. And they allowed us to move down to the gym. And these prayer meetings would go on six, seven, eight hours with CDs. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to people that say, oh, y'all have live worship, it's great to have live worship. It's enjoyable, and, and it's amazing yeah. to mingle the live worship with the intercession, the harp, and the bowl, as it uh -huh. speaks about in Revelation. But um, I tell people, if you don't have a, a, um, a live worship team, 
you could still worship to see these and the presence of the Lord will still be there. And so mm-hmm. I always encourage people because we <laughs> did, we had yeah. CDs no and we would, right? no limitations and we would pack out these prayer meetings, you know, with CDs. And so we moved to the gym um, of our church and, you know, um, it started to grow. And then I think one, one Monday I, said to one of the young ladies who I knew was a worship leader and she was just starting off. Um, and I said, Hey, would you mind doing worship tonight? We let's, let's try live. Cause we were only doing CDs at a time. And she said, sure. And she got together a band and uh-huh. it was amazing. And so then that's really how the Monday night worships developed. And, um, and so Monday nights, you know, it would be a time of worship prayer. And then we would always have ministry. One thing about rest in place, we're, we're a house that really believe in impartation mm. and minute and, and, and laying on of hands and, 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 and praying for people to, to be strengthened in the mm. Lord and refreshed. And, and so we felt from, from the birth of the ministry that that was one of the things that the Lord called us to do mm-hmm. was to always pray for people yeah, for the more good. of God and for refreshing and stuff. And so anyway, that this is now 2009 and we were meeting in our church and the gym and rest in place just started to grow. And, um, and then the, the door had, had pretty much started to close in the location that we were meeting in. Mm-hmm. And we ended up, the Lord sovereignly opened the door for us to move to the location where we are now. I remember, um, the, the location that we're at now is, um, in Woodland Park, and we're we're meeting in a church building. It's a warehouse, but we're we're with a church called Kingsgate Church, which is mm-hmm. Pastor David Greco, who mm-hmm. is my spiritual dad, and he's an awesome man of God. Him and his wife Denise Greco, and she's my spiritual mom, and love them dearly. But um, I had reconnected with him after a year and a half. I hadn't really been in connection with him, and um, he said, "Hey, listen." Um, we got a warehouse over in Woodland Park, and um, I know you guys are trying to do 24-7. If you ever want to do more nights of prayer, he said, I want to give you a key to come, and you yeah. guys could use our building. And so um, it was it was totally the favor of the Lord. And, and actually, during that time, it was um, that transition, transitional season, was a rough season. Um we had to face some things that were hard as a ministry, some decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we even lost some friends in the midst of it. Mm. You know, I'm just being really vulnerable and, yeah. and real with you. You know, you're hearing about the glory, <laughs> but wherever there's glory, you know, there's sometimes there's heartache before the glory. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? You know, you got to go through some things. And so the Lord, you know, for the most part, he has always been faithful to us as a ministry. His presence has always been so evident and real and, and just so tangible in the midst of rest in place over the 12 years. But in 2009 was a really rough season for us. And um, we had friends turn their backs on us and mm-hmm. say different things about us. But we, we had a prophetic word from a young lady. And she said, during this season, there's going to be a lot of accusation and persecution. Mm-hmm. But the Lord's going to be your defense. And he wants you guys to go low mm. in the spirit of humility. Wow. And in, oh, I feel God. Mm. And in, in going low in humility, mm. it's going to save the life of the ministry. Mm. That's good. And as hard as it was, 
we kept our mouths closed. People would come to us and say this, say that, or we would hear certain things, and it would be by people that we loved, that we dearly loved. Mm. But the word of the Lord to us was, if you walk in humility and you keep your mouth closed, it's going to save the life of this ministry. Wow. And so during that time, we came to the building, Kingsgate, Pastor David and Denise Greco, they had just started their church plant. They welcomed us with open arms. I mean, I'm telling you, their family. I've known them. I've had, I have history with the Grecos um, since I was 15 years old. I, I knew their kids, and we would run in different revival circles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I know them, but they welcomed us with open arms. And um, we came to the building. And, and then that year, like I said, we had lost some people. Then we randomly get a phone call from a ministry, Burn 24-7, Sean Foyt. Mm-hmm. You might be familiar with him. And um, Sean Foyt reached out to us and said, hey, I want to do a 100-hour worship and prayer gathering in that region. And we we were told to contact you guys. And we're like, us? We're in like the most broken state right now. Uh-huh. How did you get our number? You know, yeah. we're like... We're dealing with heart issues on to forgive, to release people. I mean, the Lord was really doing a work in us. And so they reached out to us and they said, we want to do a hundred hour worship and prayer gathering. We didn't even know these guys, and but we heard to reach out to you guys. And so one thing led to the next. They wanted to do this worship and prayer gathering in New York City. And mind you, we're in New Jersey, but they felt to reach out to us. And so I remember being on a conference call with... Um, over 20 pastors and leaders from New York City, New Jersey, and they were all strategizing about trying to do a 100-hour worship and prayer gathering in New York City Mm -hmm. um, over New Year's of 2009 going into 2010. Mm -hmm. So we're on this conference call, and the different pastors and leaders in New York City saying, oh, we can't use this building, we can't use my building, blah, blah, blah. Like there was all these different roadblocks to why the New York City buildings can be used. Mm-hmm. And so this one pastor from New Jersey says, well, we can use my church. Yeah. And I'm on the phone. And when he said we can use my church, Sean Foyt says... Well, I really wanted to do this 100-hour in New York City. He said, but maybe we'll do battle in the city, but the resting place will be in New Jersey, Mm. the place where we did the 24-7 worship, and then we would go into the city and then do outreach, evangelism in the daytime and the nighttime and send teams out. And that was what they wanted to do. They wanted to have worship and prayer. And then they also wanted to have evangelism teams mm-hmm. go out into the street. That's cool. Well, when he said that word, <laughs> maybe the resting place is to be in New Jersey, the Lord said, it's going to be at your place. Mm. But I, I said, but this other pastor opened his door. Yeah. But I felt still in my spirit, it's going to be at the warehouse. Well, about a month later, the door closed and it couldn't be at this pastor's church. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Lo and behold, it ended up at the resting place. Yeah. All right. Wow. And um, so over um, New Year's of 2009 into 2010, this building was flooded with people. Mind you, um, 
We had moved in here Labor Day of 2009. So, you know, like I said, it was the rough, the worst time of the ministry that we had ever faced. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here we do this 100-hour worship and prayer gathering conference for three, four days. And then people started to come from all over the region. Mm-hmm. And here we lose all these friends and all these people and the crowds dwindled at resting place and we couldn't defend and you know we couldn't say anything but we was just to go low in humility and keep on praying and seeking the face of the lord and then out of nowhere it's like overnight suddenly the place was filled with people wow, so from bad. all over from different states they were coming in worship and praying for new york city wow and then the lord started to put us on the map in a way where rest in place started to be known in the region but it was like the lord did it the mm-hmm. Lord suddenly did it because we went low and just started That's to so connect good. us with people relationally. And, and so um, mm-hmm. and so that was a real instrumental part of our ministry and, and, the, and the birth of Rest in Place. Yeah. That's so good. I, yeah. I mean, just even that just reminds me of, of something that Bill Johnson has said, you know, like if you gain promotion through self-promotion, you're going to have to fight for it. Mm, but if mm. the Lord is the one who promotes you, then he'll keep you there, you know? Yeah, yeah that's and, so good. And, you know, you guys suffered well, and God brought the promotion. You know, God brought the increase. That's he really, did. That's he really, really awesome. did. It's powerful. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story, the history. I yeah. Mean, I mean, just sensing, you know, his presence, even as you share right now, just the, everything that he's been stirring up for the over a decade in the region um you know what's what's i guess next for resting place like what's your vision for what's what's to come and in your hopes and you know oh man it's um it's so much the lord has brought us he's brought us so far and and it's it's funny because we're we're at 12 years and sometimes it just feel like we're just getting started you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just still feels so fresh and just so exciting, you know, after 12 years, you know, there's times where people deal with burnout and they yeah. want to give up, but we're at 12 years and we are just excited as if we just begun. Mm. And, um, but, you know, our vision, you know, the, we were birthed, you know, we call ourselves rest in place, house of prayer and revival center mm. and revival center was added to our name probably a few years ago. I want to say about four or five years ago, um, we added Revival Center. Um, we started out as a house of prayer. The Lord, you know, said, I'm I'm raising up a house of prayer and mm-hmm. um, in this region and, and I want you guys to, you know, keep the fire burning on the altar and contend with night and day prayer. And so as the years started to develop, like I said earlier, as we started out that, you know, we're refreshing center for some believers we're a healing center uh-huh. you know community for some you know people come here who who look for community you know one of the things that we do here in rest in place and and you you know this and you've been here but you know we have a time of worship and prayer and then we have a big feast in the back yeah. where we cook you know um one of our leaders who associate director Aaron, she pre- prepares um a big meal with you know different helpers and stuff and and so mm-hmm. people come and they could, they'll eat. We'll be eating here at ten thirty or eleven o'clock <laughs> at night. Like these big meals or whatever. And so you know, we're all about family. Mm-hmm. We're all about community as well. And, and so, so we added revival center because we felt like, okay, we're we're a house of prayer, but we're more than just a house of prayer. You know, we're 
we're all things to all people, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Lord really has, um, he's called us to start a school of ministry mm. um, and to be a training center. Um, and, and so a few months ago, we actually started, um, I think it was last year, we started our first internship. Wow. And we had about 15 interns. That's awesome. And um, this coming fall, we'll be, we're going to be doing our fourth internship. Mm which is um, a three-month internship, um, three months, three days a week, um, where the um, interns, you know, learn from intimacy with God to a life of prayer to lay hands on the sick and, you know, how to hear the voice of God. And, mm. you know, um, then we also have a, a, a class that's, that's amazing. Um, that we we do on the father's embrace, which is a an inner healing class on mm. you know from slavery to sonship and That's so and, good. and knowing your identity as a son and a daughter and and and, and that class is powerful because so many people are are so freed from just that orphan spirit that keep so many people bound from knowing a true identity as as a son or a daughter and so that's a powerful class and um, it's just. So much that, you know, our leaders here are just amazing and they've been teaching and pouring into people and communities being established. And so so the internship was has been developed. You know, we're in the process of raising up worship leaders. We probably have over five or six worship leaders, wow. people who could lead worship here at Rest in Place and mm-hmm. singers and musicians. Um, so, you know, we're in a place where we're establishing more sets, more prayer sets. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff we do is at night and we, we want to actually move in this next season into doing some daytime sets. Wow. Cause there's, there's other, you know, there's people who want to come out to rest in place, but they don't want to be here till <laughs> one and 2 AM in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, we, like I said, we're full of young adults. Um, but we also want to move into a, a develop a children's ministry. Mm. There's many in our community that are starting to get married and have kids now. You know, for a season. You and I are next. We are next, Sam. I believe it in Jesus' name. That, that word's been prophesied. You know, and so I, I am single right now, but uh, one day. But my sons and daughters in, in the faith are, are starting to get married in the community. And for so long, there was so many, there was a singleness uh-huh. anointing over the house. Well, then we got a word from a prophet, and he says, I see rings, and I, and I see marriage, and I hear wedding bells. And well, lo and behold. So anyway, we're we're in a place where we're going to be moving, um, probably by the end of the year. Okay, well, we're going to be moving with the church, actually a few blocks over from where we are now. And right now, we're sharing the same space with the church, but this new location um, will be in a bigger warehouse, and the church will have their own sanctuary, and then they have a space for rest and place to have wow, for our awesome. own, you know house of prayer where the sets where we could develop more prayer and worship sets to mm-hmm. to go for the 24 yeah. 7 reality yeah I, I mean i think it's so awesome to see just how much god is doing you know mm-hmm. like he's constantly opening opening doors um even as you're saying that you're constantly developing and raising up worship leaders and worship teams and, and musicians yeah yeah you know from worshiping with cds you know yeah from that yeah. place to to that and, and and you guys released a CD and yeah, everything yeah. like that, so it's it's really awesome to see that. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, so so like you were saying, um, with Revival Center mm-hmm. being part of the name, you know, how how would you define revival personally? Revival is, you know, it's one of those words that it's a really big word, and it means so many things mm-hmm. to so many people. We obviously know the definition of revival means an improvement in a condition or strength of something, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and so, you know, when I think of that word revival, I, it's like some say, well, it's revival. It's reformation. Mm-hmm. It's awakening. Yeah. It's outpouring. It's renewal. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. renaissance. <laughs> you know, it. it's all of it. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. You know, you know, I was thinking of, of that, you know, like people say, well, revival is, you know, when souls come into the kingdom, when, you know, sinners repent and, you know, that where the, 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 the church start to um, come under conviction of sin or whatever, and they start to repent before the Lord, or it's when refreshing comes to the church and, or, you know, you hear another thing, well, revival is when the church take over every area of government, education, uh-huh. and the arts and media, and where signs and wonders break forth, you know, where unity comes amongst the churches and believers. <laughs> These are all different things. And, you know, as I'm thinking about it, and as I was thinking about it, um, it's yes to all these realities. Yeah. Like, I don't think no one's wrong. Like, I feel like revival is all of that that I just said and that people say when you ask them personally. And I think it's more. Mm. And so much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's such a, a, a wide, big word. But I know you ask personally. But I would say what I feel that the Lord has called me to labor for mm. in revival is for for his pre- when when the when the Lord spoke to us about the name of resting place from Isaiah 66, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Where's the place of rest you would build for me? Yeah. The Lord spoke that to us, and he says, I'm looking for a resting place in this region Wow, where I can come, and, and I can lay my head, and I can come and release my presence. And, mm. and he said, will you guys establish a resting place first for me? Mm. And so then will good. you establish a resting place for people to come so and good. enjoy me and rest in me and get awakened to me? And so I feel that my purpose for revival is first and foremost to establish a resting place for his presence to be the center of everything first, because it's out of the place of his presence that everything else is added and everything else is accomplished. You know what I mean? If you go after souls and signs and wonders and miracles and all these things outside of him first, then you'll be doing this stuff in, in your own strength. But his presence needs to be the center of everything. And so I feel personally that the Lord has called me contend for a, an altar of his presence in New Jersey, mm. which we're contending for. And there's other ministries in New Jersey. You know, we're not the only one. There's other ministries. But, you know, I've been given an assignment here with a team up north to contend for his presence in this region, Yeah, first and foremost. And then um, I feel he's called me to... to 
established 24-7 worship and prayer to pray for um, a revival of souls, to mm. see the greatest harvest that the world has ever known come into the kingdom. Amen. To see souls saved, to see um, people, you know, come to the knowledge of Jesus, to to see the the bride awaken, the church awaken to to love for, for, for the Lord and to move in their, their destiny and their purpose and so to see his kingdom come through the church, through the bride. And, and so, yes, like I said, it's, it's all these realities. And so these are some of the things I'm, I'm called to do. I'm, I also feel called to, uh, I have a real heart for prodigals, mm. for those who have turned away from the Lord and, and walked away. And, and that's a big thing that we do at, at rest in place. We're always praying for, for the prodigals and for the mm. hurting and the broken and, the one who lost their way, that that the Lord would would, would pursue them mm. and go after them and bring them back. And so I have a real heart for the prodigals and and the, the young generation. You know, like I said, rest in places is full of young adults and it's it's, it's like a youth movement. And um, like I said earlier, in seven days, in one of the sessions of the conference, um, the Lord spoke to me and said. Um, I want you to get seven of your spiritual sons to tag team preach. Mm. And so there's seven young guys awesome. between the ages of 15 and 20 that I've been in their life and, you know, been an encourager. Some of them I've, I've, I've called them back and, you know, to the Lord and prayed them back and yeah. walked them back and just had some kind of influence in their life. And the Lord spoke to me and said, have them share. And so they're going to tag team That's preach. Awesome. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm also in a place where I feel like revival is, is I'm raising up the next generation mm. and passing on an impartation into the next generation yeah, and so seeing good. sons and daughters, you know, the hearts of the fathers to mm. the children. And, and so I'm a young man, I'm 33, but um, being a spiritual father, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be you know, in your 50s or 60s and yeah. be a spiritual dad. You could be a spiritual dad at 18 years old, mm -hmm. you know. And so I feel like I'm in that season where I'm pouring into the next generation and seeing them step into their their God-given um, destiny. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I think that's where, you know, both of our hearts are for in terms of revival for the next generation mm -hmm. is that we would see a move of God that outlasts us. Amen. You know, Amen. That, that it has to outlast us, you know, that, yeah. that one generation will, will call forth the next That's it. and share the goodness and the glory of God. Um, so so if you could just share with us about this upcoming conference, you've mentioned a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called um, There Must Be More. There Must Be More was just a, is actually is a song um, by a vineyard worship leader, David Ruiz, who wrote it back in the early 90s. Um, Lord, I groan. Lord, I kneel. I'm crying out for something real mm -hmm. because I know deep in my soul there must be more. That's so good. You know, Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm weak. I need your power to work in me because I know deep in my soul there must be more. There mm -hmm. must be more. And so the that title came out of pretty much that song just saying, we've tasted and we've seen. Mm -hmm. We've seen what you did in the early days and in the 90s and and so on and so on. And that was great. But Lord, we're still saying there must be more. That's good. We're not satisfied. We're, we're grateful. Yeah. And you go from glory to glory. But yet you're still doing something fresh and something new. And so that's pretty much, 
the cry of rest in place, and it's always been a cry of rest in place, you know, more, Lord. Yeah. I'm not satisfied. Thank you for what you did. Yeah. Thank you for what you gave so-and-so. Uh-huh. But yet, you still have so much more in your heart for yeah. me. Yeah. And so that's pretty much the, the where we got the title, There yeah. Must Be More. Yeah. Your Instagram name is More Lord Fire. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> yeah, so, so go follow More Ali. Lord Fire, if you're not following me, you know, <laughs> I put up some amazing videos and quotes and scriptures and all yeah. that stuff. But You'll have um, a revival just... Just, just on the Instagram right there. Yeah, I'm sure you will. And I also put up a lot of different foods I love to eat as well. But anyway, um, so um, there must be more. We actually started about three years ago. We did it at our 10-year anniversary conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, And so we, we just felt that every year the Lord, you know, it's, a, it's really a time of refreshing. Yeah. It's a time of refreshing. It's a time of equipping. We have speakers every year. We, we're It's like one of the longest conferences ever in history. <laughs> That's what people yeah. say. It's like a six-day conference. It starts on Wednesday, and it goes all the way until Monday. Yeah. And then we have like over like six, seven speakers. One year, we had 10 speakers. And we bring in so many speakers. But um, it's usually just extended time of prophetic worship, it's waiting good. on the Lord, you know, and inviting his presence. And then we have, you know, like I said, powerful teachings on prayer, on intimacy, on worship, on, you know, whatever the Lord is speaking. Um, and then we do ministry time and we pray for people. And then we have around the clock worship and prayer sets. So whenever there's not a main session, there's around the clock. Um, you can come here. And there'll be a team up there doing worship, you know, mm-hmm. harp and bowl. So the conference starts on Wednesday mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. And pretty much goes all the way until Monday mm-hmm. at um, like midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah. So it's like August 5th. It's August 5th through August 10th, Wednesday night, um, all day Thursday with um, sessions um, 10 two and seven those are main sessions the the main sessions will have a a, a speaker mm-hmm. so that's thursday friday and saturday 10 two and seven with main speakers sunday is only one service which is at in the evening at seven and then monday evening at seven mm-hmm. and so you can get more information on our website um tmbm 2015.com. Mm. So there must be more. 2015.com. You can register. The registration is only $20. It's not that much. Um, if you're only coming for the evening sessions, I think it's like $5. Mm-hmm. And so we we wanted to keep the costs really, really like low. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just to pay for just the expenses. And so, yeah. but we just really want people to come. If for some reason money is an issue, you can contact, you know, us and let us know, hey, yeah. I want to be there, whatever, and and we'll work it out for you. But mm-hmm. you know, you can register online. And, yeah, and you, and you guys have people coming all over to oh, come, and and oh, yeah. even even your, your yeah. roster. We have Billy Humphrey, who's the House of Prayer director, IHOP Atlanta, really good friend of mine. Um, we were in Kansas City together. Randy Martinez, who's also a House of Prayer leader in Virginia. Um, we have. Crystal Gowan, she's a, a graduate from the Bethel School of Ministry, and mm-hmm. she's on staff there full-time at Bethel with her husband, Judah. They're great. They've been here before Rest in Place. Um, our very own Richard Monaco, who is actually um, also one of my leaders here at Rest in Place. 
Emily Schiavi, she used to be a worship leader here. Um, William Matthews, mm-hmm. who is from Bethel Music, and he's on the Bethel albums, and he he sings with Bethel Music. And so William will be here. And so we, we've tried yeah. to get William for several years, and so we're excited that he's going to be here. But it's just such a big lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some that I forgot to mention, Awaken Wells. Many of you guys yeah. know them from D.C., but I'm telling you, it is going to be an amazing time mm-hmm. for the region to come Amen. together. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be multiple streams coming together yeah, and just, yeah. just going in the river. That's it. That's so. it. We, be- we believe in all the streams coming and kissing. <laughs> and all the streams flow as one river. Yeah, amen. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time, Ali. Oh, um, and as, as we wrap up our time, um, I always ask every person on the interview the same question. Um, you know, How do you best connect to the Father in this season that you're in right now? Yeah, wow. I would say that that place to, that I connect with him is by closing everything out, you know, shutting everything down, whether it's the phone and whether it's the, the TV. I'm really not a big TV watcher, but whether it's the phone or, you know, just distractions, you you got to you gotta close them down and, mm-hmm. and you, you come away with him. And some of the ways that I enter and connect with him, like, you know, I, I go into my secret place. Your secret place can be in your car. I'm in my car a lot, your car, your, your bedroom, wherever. But I, I'll maybe put on like a worship tape, mm-hmm. you know, try to open my word and just commune with him and speak mm-hmm. to him. Sometimes I'll just sit there and let him speak to me or I'll yeah. sing to him. or And he sings back, you know, he, yeah. he loves fellowship. He loves when, mm-hmm. you, when you spend that time with him, when you lock away with him. And so, yeah, you know, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, I mean, I can definitely attest to it that you... You live out what you, you what you speak. Um, you carry something very unique and special that most people don't, and it's because you've you've paid the price and you've gone close in friendship. Mm. and And I love you and and love resting you, place and and everything that I'm doing, even with pursuit. I mean, it, it started. Um, I mean, I mean, one of the things that helped launch it was a prophetic word that was given in a time of transition for me here. So Mm. just want to honor you and your ministry, and we're excited for all that's ahead. We're excited for this conference. So we'll post all the links up for those of you guys who are listening. And thank you, Ali, once again. I love you, Sam. Love you too, bro. Appreciate you, bro. (laughs) And and thank you to everyone who has tuned in. Um, We'll see you at the next one. God bless. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.